welcome, Lisa. Some of us, I think, are coming in with makeup on, ready to observe, and some of us are coming in totally barefaced, ready to like apply in person. So if you have makeup, grab it. Tonight we are learning contouring. We are going to start in just a few minutes. Elizabeth, do you have any tips or for us before we get started? Beth, do you have any tips for us? Oh, I can't hear. Oh, I can't hear you, sweetie. You want mute. I put it on mute in case there's feedback from me. Sorry about that. So what I really like to do is hear what people want to learn uh, from today, uh, what they want to get out of contouring, you know, what is it, you know. Because you know it can be a very simple topic, or you can make it super duper complex if you want to. So, um, oh, just like want to hear what some feedback. I got a question. That then, yes, something I have a challenge with is making my contouring look distinct enough without being harsh. I guess really, kind of how to blend it. Yes, that's a critical one. And uh, whether you're using foundation for like a really dramatic contour or you know, powders for a softer contour, the blending is an absolutely critical part. And we will be going over that. Okay. In fact, awesome. I was experimenting with a foundation blending techniques earlier and found I had to use a brush, not the sponge for that. Lisa. Yes. How are you? I haven't seen um, you in forever am, and a half. I know. New hair. Nice. Oh, what I am uh, all made up except that I don't have my contour on. So I always contour and I am anxious to see what your suggestions are. And so that will be something that I'm looking for. And I, uh, you know, I've been doing contouring for, I don't know, six, seven years, something like that. Um, but I wanna see, maybe some advanced ones and I use powders. Right. And I have, I have dedicated uh, contour kits. Actually, I've got two of them here. I've got a contour brush, another contour brush, and then a brush for, for blush. So I'm loaded nice. for bear. Yeah, I've actually got, in addition to like the two techniques that I'm showing you today, I also have contour kits. But I found that they don't work quite as well on my clients as uh, I would like them to, because uh, they seem to need an awful lot of product to uh, to show up at all, and then they don't blend in well with um, the beard shadow products. So that's why I'm doing the two sets I'm doing tonight, because they seem to work well with the multiple layers of makeup. I get really disappointed with makeup kits. I haven't bought a contouring kit. I always just use powder for my contouring. I've never done it with my um, foundation. Um, but I struggle with kits with eyeshadow. I get so frustrated. I'm finding it really hard to just buy right now in stores, like in, since like the pandemic, I am not finding my little individuals of eyeshadow, like for specific colors I would want or a minimal palette. I'm only mm. giant chunky palettes where I'm like, I'm going to wear three to four colors. That's it. I don't need 17. Yeah. So I feel like I'm buying like palettes and using like two colors and then having to toss them when like they're used right away. Bummer. Um, Max still has lots of individual colors for sale and you can build your own palettes. Urban Decay. 
I love Urban Decay. I would have to give Mac a try. I don't, we don't, I'm in like Pennsylvania, Beth. Like we don't have a back store up here. You know, and you know where I order my Mac from? Online, online. <laughs> and I know you got an online cast because you use online more than I do. I am an online, oh my gosh, yeah. Who here, has, does anyone ever shop with Overstock? I just ordered some stuff from Overstock over the weekend. And they spammed me so badly. It was so annoying. I have been getting text messages and emails from them nonstop. Since you mentioned it, Cass, I just wanted to show you like how you can build your own kit from Mac and save a lot compared to buying the individual rounds. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Since you brought it up about eyeshadow, this is something I did not know until I was a pro makeup artist with them. So you can buy these like empty kind of kits here that you actually can get infills for them and buy these individual rounds like that instead of in a container like this. You buy it in one like this, it's like 14 to 20 bucks. You buy it in an individual like this, it's seven. And then this whole like case here is $8. So you make your money back with your first eyeshadow and then the rest are like half price. Very nice. How do I do this? I just go to Mac online. Yeah, you go to Mac online. You have to order this in the pro section along with the insert. Um, and then there's different types. Like if you want blushes and stuff, there's inserts for blushes. Uh, and then you go on the individual, I look for the $7 eyeshadows that are refills. And that's how I feel the kit. They don't have every single color in there, but it is just like so much cost savings. And I really try to avoid, there's a few like dazzle shadows aren't in there. Like this, anything with glitter won't fit in that format. But all the other stuff, you know, I won't get it unless it fits in that format. That's awesome. You are such a tremendous resource. Beth, thank you so much for joining us again. We love having you here. Oh, my goodness. And it's it's after eight. We've got, oh, my goodness, a wonderful crew with us tonight. Hi, ladies. Everyone, welcome to Trans Tuesday. Tonight is very special because you all who are getting to participate on the Zoom or to watch it live on our Facebook page. You are our club members. You are invested in My Feminine Heart. You are part of what makes all of this magic happen, being a part of the content tonight. So for anybody in our listening audience, because anyone will be able to hear this for free, but only our club members get to actually watch this video. Um, this was completely voted on by our members. So our members said, we want Beth back. And we asked, well, do you want to do one of the 17,000 specialties that she has? Do you want to do like wine tasting? Do you want to do makeup? What would you like to learn? Um, we got a resounding makeup because um, Beth has been doing transformative makeup and photography in the trans community for years. She's super duper famous for it. And um, so excited that she graces us from the beautiful studio, her transformation studio that's behind her, that she's coming on tonight to share her talents. So when y'all said makeup, we said, what makeup did you wanna learn? You said contouring and uh, here we are. So some of us are bare faced. Um, some of you, I think you might, if, if you take yoga with me, you've met her, but one of our founding club members, my mom is on with us tonight. Mom, wave hi. <laughs> so um, she's in a different time zone and hasn't always been able to catch our stuff live in the Zoom. But Beth, I think she was so excited for this that she actually like made it work. So, so excited. Oh my goodness. And Sarah Moore, who was one of our original experts of my feminine heart, just jumped into the Zoom. 
Sarah, we love you. We know you are somebody who is super duper busy dealing with the pandemic too. So excited you're here. And let me just give shout outs to everybody. So in our Zoom tonight, we have Miranda Jones, we have Maggie Uber, we have Joanna Keller, we have Donna New and Lisa Smith, in addition to Mom and Sarah Moore and Beth ladies. Thank you so much. So who here is actually going to be putting makeup on with us? I know I'm barefaced, Miranda. Lisa, you're gonna do Donna? Joanna, all right, yes, yes. So even if, if you are putting on makeup, great. If you're not, please ask questions. Um, the reason we do this in Zoom is so that we can have um, a dialogue with Beth. You can ask her questions, um, anything that you wanna know. Like we were just talking about eyeshadow before we officially started. She is a wealth of knowledge. So just Beth, get ready. Like these ladies, they're gonna, they're gonna come with their questions for you. So tonight, um, Beth is teaching two different ways to do contouring and I'll let her describe it. Um, so you can do one, you can do the other, I think, or you can combine them together. And hold on, I've got like a chat coming in here. Oh, okay. Um, so that's really good too. If you have a question, go ahead and put it in the chat and then I'll try to moderate it in for Beth so that we don't like interrupt her flow if like she's really concentrating on something. Um, and if you know anybody that would have really loved to have participated with tonight, but they couldn't because they're not a member, our membership opens next week. So February 1st through 7th, tell your girlfriends that if they want to be a part of My Feminine Heart, we're open next week. And then we'll be shutting down again for several months as we bring in our new batch of sisters. Okay, Beth, I will let you take it away so you can teach us about contouring. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you for that introduction, Cass. I'm Elizabeth Taylor. I go by Beth and I've got the uh, makeover studio makeovers with Elizabeth Taylor in Tacoma Park, Maryland, right next to Washington, D.C. Um, and tonight, uh, Cass has asked me to talk about contouring and to show you all what to do uh, with a couple of different uh, techniques. So um, I've got two different techniques that I tend to do with clients. Uh, the second one that I'm going to show you is the one that is like my default go-to, and that's with powders. And that's what most of you are probably already do. Let me just describe that first, and then I'll talk about the more complex, deeper kind of um, method. So for my baseline, hey, what I do for most people, you know, apply, you know, beard cover, foundation, and then a bronzer for the contour and a highlight powder for the highlight. So let me just show you an example. Um, of colors that I would use on my uh, skin tone right now, just to give you an idea. All right, Beth, I'm gonna spotlight you. So you're big on the screen for everybody. Okay. So um, so like after I put foundation on, I would set, the, set it with something that is somewhat similar to my skin tone here. This would be a great highlight kind of color. And this is like a light kind of contour color for me. Or, or a bronzer color, and this would be a darker one if I want a more uh, dramatic look. My skin tone is like a half shade lighter than it is in the summer. So I'm probably gonna do the less dramatic one today, um, or that's that's an option at least. Um, and so that's what y'all mentioned is that you've done more of the powder technique, and that's a really great technique. And that's what I generally recommend doing. Um, the exception for when you might want a more dramatic one using foundations, um, is if you're going out to like a club, you're doing a photo shoot, 
um you're in this like dark moody intense lighting and you really want something like extra sexy and deep uh or if you want some sort of like a, a drag light kind of look you know those are kind of requests i get where we go with the foundation kind of route um so are there any questions before we get started or other things that you want to learn other than what i heard from uh, lisa and miranda earlier we have a bunch of ladies checking in on the live as well in the club member page. So we've got Linda Ann and Desiree with us, Hannah's with us, and they're all just saying hello and, and have fun so far. I'm not seeing any questions come in here yet. What about from our ladies in Zoom? We're ready. Now, are you using exclusively Mac products? Um, let me think. So Except for the beard shadow coverage step, yes, I am using exclusively MAC products. Okay. And I don't sell MAC. I don't have, you know, anything special uh, for you there, but um, I do have a MAC Pro makeup artist discount. So that is one of the reasons I use MAC. Plus they're made for photographers and makeup artists. And they're really supportive of the LGBT community and have been for a long, long time. Those sound like all great reasons to go buy MAC products. Thank you. All righty. So I did put moisturizer on uh, for my fourth time today, as we talked about earlier. Um, so after moisturizer, um, I use foundation primer. So foundation, so the moisturizer and foundation primer help form a base before we put on foundation. So I'm just grabbing my foundation primer here, putting it on. And so I'm not sure if it, is anyone following along other than Miranda and Lisa, where I need to make sure I go slow so you can catch up? I'm, I'm gonna and, and, and you cast. I have a question. Go ahead. Okay, I use this, um, I don't, I use this Maybelline stuff. It's pour away or pour hider instead of that. I just put it on with a sponge. Let me go get it, wait one. I'll remove your spotlight. So when Donna comes back, she can show us what she has going on. All right, so that was, um, uh, I just put foundation primer on. I put it on with a sponge. You can put it on with your fingers. Um, the big thing is to put it on everywhere where you're going to be putting on foundation. Um, and then for foundation, so, what I have found works best for me with my skin tone is to put my base color foundation, the one that matches my skin tone all over my face first, and then add in the highlight color foundation and the contour level of foundation. There's other ways you can do it. For example, with one client, they didn't have, because we were using stuff in their kit they already had, and they had a highlight color of concealer that was very light. And I think you brought, got a concealer cast uh, for one of yours for your highlight. I for did, yeah, one, because I'm, I'm so pale. I like, it's the lightest thing I could find because I usually wear the lightest color foundation. Right, and so I found like for the concealer one, it actually can go well underneath the foundation because it can show through just a little bit. So I would encourage experimentation to see kind of like what the best technique is for your skin tones and your products. Um, also, when we're doing highlight and contour, uh, for really uh, pale skin, we want to focus more on the contour because, you know, we can't get a whole lot more pale than you and I are right now, Cass. Like I was looking like a ghost earlier. It was kind of scary. 
Uh, but for people who are, have darker skin tones, bronze and ebony skin tones, the emphasis is really more on the highlight and bringing forward areas and less on adding extra uh, deep areas into the face. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind for those of you listening today um, or watching. Ms. Helm, uh, I use baby skin, pore, uh, instant pore as a you know, foundation or you know, moisturizer. So I can't read this. So there are some uh, pore, uh, there are some pore minimizers that also act as foundation primers. And I don't know if that is one off the top of my head or not. Um, I know that the MAC pore minimizer does act as a foundation primer. And there are a lot of foundation primers out there that are pore minimizing type products. Okay. So if it is like those, then it is probably also going to act as a foundation primer, but I can't guarantee that. Well, that this is silicon base. So it doesn't react negatively with skin or chemicals. Okay, so silicone base is what foundation primers are usually made of. So that is probably yeah. going to uh, fulfill that uh, role for you. Okay. I just had to ask that. No, that's great. Please ask. We have another question coming in too from Erica Fremont. She said, would it be reasonable to get rid of my Mary Kay and Unique products? They're kind of old and then restock with MAC. Um, so Erica's had Mary Kay products probably since like the 2013 or 2014 and the newest unique might be 2017. So I think it would depend on the, the products, Erica, things like foundations and concealers, cream eyeshadows, mascaras, any of these liquidy creamy type things, it's probably about time to toss those and possibly even with some of the lipsticks, lip glosses, I find that they tend to turn and they start to taste funny. There's like oils that start to come out of lipsticks after a while. Uh, but things like powders, you don't necessarily have to get rid of. I haven't seen any sort of like decay or change in textures or anything with, you know, things like eyeshadows or blushes that are powder blushes or uh, that type of thing. Um, but it will depend on your own like tolerance, you know, uh, uh, for risk. And if you're seeing issues where it no longer looks like how it originally did, then I would toss it then. Um, does that help? Yeah. I, um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw in my two cents. I know some very successful women who, uh, who sell Mary Kay. Um, not a Mary Kay fan. I'm sorry. Um, you know, I think that you, when you buy makeup from somebody, this is just my unsolicited opinion as a photographer who worked with a lot of bad makeup artists. Um, if you, has anybody ever seen a Mary Kay lady where you're like, I really like her makeup. Um, I, I, I think that the products are kind of cheap in my opinion and probably designed for a younger person. Um, and you know, sorry, I, I, I would say in my opinion, yeah throw your Mary Kay out and go get like the better products. Just my opinion. I have one issue because I Donna, was Donna, you're breaking up. Can you type what you're trying to say? Yeah. There we go. Sorry, Beth, is that okay? Do you, do you agree with me about Mary Kay? Um, so I actually, I started my business with Mary Kay and I actually had a decent amount of success with Mary Kay, but after a while I was ready for a better quality product. The nice thing with Mary Kay is that it was at a price point 
and a business structure where I could offer and discounts to people so that they could really get started with their makeup products like right then. Um, and it was something, um, you know, approachable. Like, I, um, but what I would have to do, uh, because it doesn't have as much coverage as the Unique, which doesn't have as much coverage as the um, MAC foundation, I would have to use both a liquid foundation and then I'd have to follow it with a powder foundation to get the amount of coverage. So I was actually able to reduce the amount of time and product when I switched to a higher quality line. Also, the Mary Kay eyeshadows are not as pigmented as the Unique or MAC products. Um, yeah, so it was good for me for, for the time, uh, but um, I've moved on from that. I will say that a lot of people really like the lipsticks from Mary Kay and the, uh, the gl lip glosses were a lot of fun. All right, I would say, because um, I always try to support everybody that I could, that whenever I was around mm -hmm. a Mary Kay rep, or like doing bit like I would buy a lip gloss like that would be one thing that like I'd buy and it was it was like the fancy Nancy was a really cute peachy pink color with a shimmer to it you know I still kind of miss that one okay so before we start the contouring we have another prep question um it comes from Desiree she said what would you recommend for beard cover um I still could use help with that what might be best okay so with beard cover it depends on the person, it depends on skin tone. It depends on the color of uh, the beard. So I actually have made up, I didn't actually like print it out for you all today, but I actually made up like a diagram because I've got three shades and at two levels of intensity. <laughs> so if you are a Caucasian, you know, a, an ivory or a light to medium beige uh, with a moderate, or less amount of beard shadow, I found that the peach color corrector from LA Girl works really well. If you are more of a, let me just grab my next new colors. If you're more of a bronze uh, with a moderate or less amount of beard shadow, I found the orange from LA Girl works really well. And if you are ebony uh, with a moderate amount of beard shadow or less, um, I found that the reddish corrector from LA Girl works well. And these, I found that I often I don't have to cover them with concealer before I put on foundation because they go so well with the skin tone. Um, but some people have a lot more beard shadow. Some people have a very heavy color and I can't cover it with this. So when I do that, I go to the next level. Next level is a theater product uh, from Mirren, Mirren Cream Blend. And I've got Light, light Auguste for my um, ivory and um, beige skin tones for more of my uh bronze uh skin tones i've got this color which i let me just double check i think it might be called ruddy bronze and then i've got red for my ebony and then i have to cover that with a full coverage concealer that matches the skin tone because this product is so intense uh the next level up which is not a level that i have done uh some people have to go to a product like derma blend and with Derma Blend, that's a, like a heavy foundation to cover the beard shadow, cover tattoos, but you can't just use it in this part of your face because this part of your face will have like no, you know, it'll be just like this strip and you can't just do a strip of stuff down here and nothing up above. So you got to use that for your whole face if you decide to go with a uh, product like a Derma Blend or another tattoo cover foundation. Uh, does that answer your question? I know that was a lot of uh, products all at once. I think so. Um... Okay, so 
Hannah says, surprisingly, my liquid foundation from Neutrogena covers well and spreads very well. And she uses a brush and stipple. Uh, is this for a beard shadow? Um, I don't know. Hannah, is this for a beard shadow? Oh my God. We'll see. Um, and then Donna, Donna's comment was that she can't find Mac right now, I think is what Donna was trying to say. Well, Nordstrom around here closed and they had that Mac counter. So, and I love their twig lipstick that you, Elizabeth turned me on to. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I'm going to go online, have to order all their Mac stuff. Yeah. So, um. So the Mac Cosmetics site has a pretty robust website, but I do recommend doing that on your computer, not your phone. I have had zero success trying to order Mac uh, products from my phone. Wow. Is it because of the color matching? Is the color off? No, it won't stay in my cart. It's a back-end uh, technical issue. An app issue. <laughs> yeah, it won't. it's not even an app. It's just the website. It won't let me check out on the phone mm. with my discount. So I have to go over to the computer to finish. It's very frustrating. So that's why I just recommend. And there's so many choices that it's just much easier on the computer. You really need the big screen uh, to go through the Mac Cosmetics website. All right, so in regards to questions, Desiree said, yes, you answered hers. And Hannah said that her comment about the liquid foundation from Neutrogena was for beard cover. Okay, so for some people have a, because Hannah's got a pretty light, fair complexion. I, I don't know if she's actually a redhead or just wears reddish hair or is blonde, but blonde and redhead uh, people tend to not have much beard shadow and with not much beard shadow color means you don't have to use a color corrector. So that's very typical for blondes, redheads, people with white hair and some colors of gray hair. Also, I found some of my ebony clients, uh, some, Sorry, that's upstairs, that's not down here. Uh, some of my ebony clients, uh, the color of their hair, the, there's no undertone to it. It's the same as their skin tone and they don't have to use a color corrector either. So you, yeah, no, it's like bonus. I, I sometimes find that I actually have success with Marone's clown pink. Um, that when I have more pale skin and really black beard, that the clown pink seems to correct very well. Always though, with using concealer afterward and before the, the, the rest of my, well, I'll say foundational work though. Um, have you ever seen success with pink or do you have any guidance with when it should or shouldn't be used? Um, so I have not seen the color clown pink, so I don't know what that looks like. Uh, but I would say that uh, peach is a, a good color and pink and peach are very related tones, right? Mm -hmm. And pink is like a subset of red, the red and orange and pink that's all in that same part of the color wheel. And so any of those shades can work depending on the exact nature of uh, and color of your skin tone and of your undertone. I, I tend to use the orange most frequently. Um, it's just sometimes when I'm really pale and the dark hairs are the only one in the, that dark hair growth cycle or whatever. But. but yeah, so are we ready to get into some contouring? Um, I guess. I think so. Thank you so much for sharing that. I always see people after they're made up. So I've actually, I had no idea that you used such bright colors to counteract. I've never seen that 
part of the makeover with the beard coverage. Um, Ooh, even okay. when I'm with my clients and they're getting made over, I kind of try to give them a little bit of a privacy in those early moments. Yeah, yeah. And I can actually put on like the LA girl product that I would use for people with my skin tone to show y'all what it would look like if that would be helpful. Yeah, do it. Because it's not like I'm going out afterwards. <laughs> but even with that, I found that it just disappears. So so I've done the uh, moisturizer. I've done foundation primer. Now we're going to do a color correct. And we're going to pretend that I just have a goatee kind of growth for convenience here. So I'm going to put that over my uh, this area. So we're pretending that I've got beard shadow here. And I am stippling the beard color corrector in peach from LA Girl around my mouth. Now, one of the things I found with this peach color corrector on people who have a ivory or beige skin tone, sometimes people have under eye circles. I'm not talking about the puffy under eye. I'm talking about like the greenish, bluish kind of color under Ooh. the eye. This peach color from LA Girl works like magic underneath the eye for that. And I don't really have that, but I'm going to show you that because I found that it just blends so well with ivory and beige skin tones that, you know, Case. it doesn't hurt. Sit down, lay down. I will not. And Beth, so you said um, because I'm so pale that I have the lighter concealer that I should do a lighter concealer underneath my full face. Um, so since you're trying concealer, I would try it underneath uh, when we do the highlight versus over. Uh, but you could try it over and see how that works too, because it might blend just fine that way too. Okay. That way you can just follow along with us. So we can see that the, the peaches, you know, you can definitely see that here. You know, it's not identical to my skin tone. Um, after that, I'm going to, so uh, we're assuming that this has neutralized my beard shadow, uh, that it's not so dramatically different from my skin tone that I need to put concealer over it. And then we're going to foundation. I have mixed a 50-50 mixture of my regular summer shade here and a shade lighter. So for me, that's NW25 and NW20 from MAC in the Prolong Wear Waterproof line. Um, I like that line because it's got uh, medium buildable coverage, medium to full coverage. Um, and then I'm using a sponge here to dip my product in and then I'm gonna stipple that on my face. And I'm going to put it all over the face, anywhere where I've got uh, the beard shadow, beard shadow coverage as well. Uh, I tried using NW25 for a couple of uh, online makeup lessons recently. I'm like, uh, I look orange with this. You know, I look, uh, this does not look like my skin tone. So I tried earlier today, well, maybe NW20 will do the trick. Uh, no, I looked, so it matched, it looked like it matched perfectly. And then I looked like a ghost when I put it all over my face. So I went back okay. to like a 50-50 mix. And so hopefully that does the trick. And so that's one of the things to think about, you know, that's not necessarily a contouring thing. That's just a foundation thing to think about well, when you're lighter uh, in the winter, if you are, about changing up um, your foundation shade and maybe changing that up in a gradual sort of way of a mix versus a 100% change. And I realized that uh, how much this change was when I was doing contouring with that client in a virtual makeup lesson a couple weeks ago. And I used that NW20 from my highlight color and it didn't highlight at all. I'm like, huh? You know? So I'm like, maybe this is my shade. Um, so in any case, so now I've got foundation on. So you can see that 
we're not really seeing anything significant with that peach um, color corrector now. So that's one of the things I like about the LA Girl um, product for people who don't have too intense of uh, beard shadow. I'm just going to put on a touch more foundation right there, just in case there's anything showing through. Okay. So next, I'm going to get a fresh sponge with my, so I actually was trying the highlight with NW13 rather than NW20 since NW20 is so close to my uh, current shade. This might be a little bit too light. But let's look at where to apply highlight. And let's talk about highlight versus contour. So highlight is a lighter color than your skin tone. Highlight brings forward, features forward visually. Um, and then highlight can also, uh, when we're talking about powders, it can also have a shimmery effect. And shimmery effects can also bring forward visually, but they also bring attention to flaws. So you'll wanna be careful with how much shimmer you put on in a highlight product. Because if you have really large pores, or you have a lot of flaws like um, wrinkles, for example, you may want to keep that product to a minimum or use a different product. Beth, I don't know if you've experienced this, if you feel this way as a photographer. For me as a photographer, I've had clients come in that have put a lot of shimmer on their face and I hate it because it, it almost gets too reflective and it doesn't look right. Well, And then so I never know what to, to say to them because they're so excited with how their makeup looks with all the shimmer. And I'm like, we really need to like tone and mat this down. So um, I, my clients don't, very rarely, I've had maybe like two or three clients other than at Keystone come to me with their makeup already done. So I haven't run into that issue. Um, I just started adding in some shimmer and I usually use it pretty lightly and it's usually just on these high points um, of the face. So I haven't run into that uh, issue. Uh, but if it were me in that situation as a photographer and I had this, um, I would have translucent powder on hand to say, Hey, you know, we're just getting some hot spots with the camera. Uh, so I just need to like, you know, just mat things down a little bit. Yeah. That's the benefit uh, of you doing the makeup and the photography. I like to have control. <laughs> um, all right, so, so I don't Hannah, know if that helps, Jess. It does. Hannah, the girls are like educating me with the, the beard coverage. And Hannah made a comment that dark hair has a blue hue, so the peach and orange um, counter it. I, you know, as you're talking about these hues in our faces, I feel like, and I've covered it up now so you couldn't see it anyway. Um, I feel like I get blue, a little of a blue, I sound like Cindy Lou Who, a blue hue under my eye. That yes. Bags. So I'm now I'm wondering Try like, the peach. if I should be using a peachy color under there. Yeah. And there's actually one lighter than what I showed you, Cass, but it's been too light for everyone I've worked with. It might not be too light for you, though. It's called the Cool Pink Corrector. Okay. Um, also, I have used it in someone who's very light toned and I mixed it with the peach to come up with a good color for them for their color corrector. And these LA Girl products are like $5 and they're from Amazon or Target. So it's not a very big investment to try out. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like um, when I see people who are learning to do makeup for the first time, one of the biggest mistakes I see are like the raccoon eyes. Like they take the very light concealer all around their eye. And yeah. Then, right, yeah. Uh, so... For, for highlight here, I'm going to like smile here to help find like the cheekbones. So the cheekbones are one of the natural high points of the face and one of the places we want to bring forward visually. Also the center of the forehead. 
So one of the places we want to bring forward visually. Um, I like to also do a little bit right over the outside of the eyebrow, down the center of the nose. And then it depends on the person, uh, on whether you want to do a little bit in the center of the chin or a little bit above the upper lip. Because here's the challenge that I find. So light colors bring more attention. And a lot of times people have texture, like whether it's a little bit of beard texture that comes through, especially after several hours, or they'll have something else going on um, uh, around the mouth. So usually with my clients, I don't put a highlight there. Also, there's a lot of product there. Um, so it's easy for the product to come off if I put too much on. Uh, that being said, I will show you uh, where I'd put it if you decide that that's a good option for you. So these are the general areas where I put highlight and then I can go through with like a clean side of the sponge and stipple that out. Stipple just means to like press a whole bunch of times and kind of push in um, in order to blend. And if you don't have many layers on, you can actually do a swiping motion and that works too. I like seeing everybody doing their techniques with you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for doing this. I love that we have the opportunity to do this along with you. But I know like you also offer tutorials where you teach people one-on-one, -on -one, like with virtual makeup tutorials too, right? Yeah, I sure do. I sure do, Cass. So, um, and I've changed the structure of those just a little bit with COVID because I've had the virtual makeup lesson for a long time as an option, but I've changed it where I have two explicit parts uh, that you book separately online because some people only want the first part for whatever reason. So I've got a one hour first part where we go over your existing makeup kit um, and we try it on your face and we come up with a strategy for our part two. You know, where we want to put the eyeshadows, what um, are the foundation colors that you already have working for you? What do you need to shop for? You know, what brushes do you still need? You know, and everyone's different. Some people are like, well, I want the best. I want to get Mac and I want to get, you know, full brush set and I want everything. Other people, are like, I'm using drugstore and we're going to uh, work from there. And we do. Um, so it's the whole spectrum uh, on that. And then for a second part, we'll come back, we'll have our products. And this is more of a two to three hour type lesson where we'll go through step by step. I'll pull out my products that are closest in color um, to what they, uh, they have. And I will do it on my face and they will copy me. Whoops. All right, we've got some. We're doing one of those once. I'm sorry, Donna, go ahead. No, I was saying um, I did one once with uh, Elizabeth at her old place. You did a makeup lesson? Yeah, in Alexandria, I think. Well, not Alexandria. Where was it? Cabin John, maybe? No, it was before Cabin John. So Alexandria. Yeah, okay. The apartment building. Yes. So Beth, you did basically the center of your forehead, just above your cheekbones. Did you do, okay, around the side. You didn't do across the, oh, you did do the chin and the nose. Okay, good, good, good. We've got some questions coming in. Um, Hannah says, highlight yes, this is what I need. Linda Ann says, green corrector will fix the redness. Chloe says, my eyes are raccoon all the time. So Chloe, did these tips help you? Do you think that you could use peach or pink and that will take the raccoon away? And Hannah wants to know, what are you highlighting with? Can you remind oh. us again, I think you said once. 
Uh, so I'm highlighting, so um, with foundation and this, found, oh, the highlight foundation color is NW13 from the Prolonged Wear Waterproof. And my foundation for my main shade, just to give you an idea of the reference, is a 50-50 mix of uh, NW20 and NW25. Because I am between shades right now with it being winter. I feel like we can do this entire lesson again in the summer when we're all tan. <laughs> It'll look different, that's for sure. Beth, um, I, yes, Chloe, I exactly. use for my highlighter, um, it's- Oh, that's Lisa. Yes, yeah. it's uh, Bye Bye Under Eye from It Makeup. And actually the way I came with it is my hairstylist who knows me as Lisa, Lisa, uh, hold it, hold it up again. I've got the camera on you. Of course, it's backwards, but uh, it's it's it cosmetics. Bye bye under under eye. And what she said was, um, I had when I was doing my makeup, the it was darker under my eyes, and so she got me to get this. Told me what shade I needed, which coincidentally was what she used, and so she. Uh, turned me on to this and I now use it as my highlighter for everything. Where under my eyes, uh, up my nose, on my forehead. And uh, I do right on my, under my nose and just slightly there because I feel like I've got a prominent chin and I wanna bring this out a little bit. Well, uh, cool. So I'm glad you found some products that work for you. There's a whole range of products that you can use. Yeah. I, and I'm only doing two different ways. And I have, you know, two more ways probably in my makeup kit right here that I could use. Um, so we do have another question from Hannah, just to clarify your NW13 is pretty light. Yes. It, yes, it is. But it is the next shade. Well, so there is a NW18, but it's still almost the same as NW20. So that's why I didn't pick that one. Okay, thank you. So you don't have to go this dramatic, right? You don't need this big of differential. It all depends on what you want to create. That's why it's called makeup artistry, not makeup science. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing more dramatic colors. Now. And I would not normally wear a contour like this out and about. I would do it for a photo shoot type thing, right? Um, this is... So one for teaching and two for if you're wanting a really dramatic kind of look. This is not what I would recommend for wearing to the office. Um, so if it's okay, I'll move on to contour. Yes, let's do it. All right, so with contour, so we talked about highlight brings forward visually because um, it's a light color. Contour is darker and it brings back visually. So it pushes away. So we wanna push back parts of the face so we want to be less prominent where we want to have sunken in. So one of the areas that should be sunken in is this area underneath the cheek. So you can see that there's a little bit of shadow right here uh, on the cheek, just from like light coming down. And so that's the area that we're gonna wanna put contour in there. Also, we're wanting the face to look um, oval. Uh, oval is the ideal face shape. I don't know who decides that that's ideal face shape, but that supposedly it's ideal face shape. Um, so what I do is I imagine an oval of the face and I put the contour outside the oval. So for my face, I think of it as being, oh, it's relatively oval to start with. So I, it looks like an oval. So that's not the case for everyone. So some people have like a heart-shaped face. 
um, for a heart shaped face, that means the forehead is wider and the jaw is narrower. So I am only putting contour on the top half right here. I'm not doing it around the jaw at all. Some people have the opposite of like a heart shaped face where it is narrow up here and then the, the uh, jaw is a lot wider. So I'm having to put more down here. Um, also, I'll use like wigs to help hide like a wider jawline. Um, you know, if someone's got more of like a rectangle, you know, it's the same kind of thing because I don't know if I got a rectangle or an oval face. I like to just think it's oval, but you know, uh, it's the same basic kind of idea. Um, of, um, draw the oval and put the uh, contour outside of it. Uh, so we got that, we got under uh, the cheekbones. And then if we want to, we can put some underneath the nose and along the sides of the nose. Uh, this would, again is more of a club dramatic photo shoot type look, not what I would recommend for an office look. All right, so I'm using NW35. Um, actually, no, I picked NW30, sorry. NW35 I tried earlier and with my uh, winter shade, it is too dark. So NW30. So when I'm at NW25, my NW35 works well for this. So putting it on a sponge again and I'm using sponges. It's not because I don't like the foundation brush. I love the foundation brush. I don't love cleaning it. <laughs> uh, but I did get it dirty tonight because I found I needed it for blending the contour in well. So I'm actually like rubbing this in right here. I found works at a very light kind of thing going around the edge of the face. So you don't necessarily need to connect at the top of the forehead though, because that might be the top of your oval. It depends on the person though. Some people have a really like um, prominent mm -hmm. forehead and we're trying to bring it down a little bit. And then I'm coming around the jawline here. How much it goes onto the actual like face, it's gonna depend on your face shape. Cause again, we're trying to create that oval kind of shape. So I've got from the, like the center of the ear toward the lip and we're stopping. You see the outer part of my eye here. If you drop a straight line down, that's about Probably where we And uh, I think I heard a question. I don't know, I, I just muted Donna. I think we were just hearing background noise. I don't think it was okay. a question. Donna, if you have a question, go ahead and unmute. If it was background noise, we'll just, we'll let you go. Oh, and then I'm gonna use the other side of the sponge here if we want to, to, to blend. And I'm stippling to blend right here and it seems to be working, working better than it was earlier. Uh, so for earlier, I was experimenting with my NW35 and it just would not blend because it was too dark. And now with the NW30, oh, it looks like it's blending. So this is with the stippling motion right here, going along the line, and then just a little bit outside. And this is with the side that doesn't have any product that I added to it. And that's one of the big things when you're blending is don't use that side you already have product on. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to blend. You're just putting more product on. And then continuing to blend here. So doing some stippling, it's a little bit of, of pressure. Now, if you're having trouble with like your base level foundation coming off, um, hopefully you're not at this point since this is still a foundation-based product, uh, but you might have to put foundation back on. Like if you're, you find that this um, technique takes off in my case, that mix of NW20 and NW25 base level, level foundation. Uh, now, let me just show you if I were to go with the, in with a makeup brush here, what I would do for blending. 
I would go along in the same direction uh, that I applied it on in that direction of the oval. So I find this to be a little easier to blend with. You see how wide it is, how it's wider than the contour, and then it's got a perfectly like texture for blending. But I wanted to show you like two ways so that you can do it the, um, with just the sponges if you didn't have a foundation brush available. Uh, and then uh, for nose contour, so I'm going to just push a little bit of this color under my nose. So that helps the nose look just a little bit upturned uh, or less downturned if it's a little bit downturned. Um, and then we can go along the sides of the nose. So for this, I often like to use a uh, shade that is not as dramatic as the, around the edges of the face because the nose is so prominent and having a color as dark as what we use for the other contour colors can just be a little bit too much sometimes. So if I wanted to do it without buying any new products, what I could just do is mix my uh, foundation shade and this um, NW30. So like I would probably make, so I'm just going to throw a little bit of NW30 on my tray here and mix it with the color I already mixed for my foundation shade. And I'm going to use the tip of uh, the sponge here, the pointy end. So I've got a shade just a tiny bit lighter than the other um, contour shape. And so for the nose contour, we're going to go from like the inner side of the eyebrow here down the nose. That's, I've, I've discovered through trial and error that going lighter for your nose works a lot better, especially in um, photographs and then when you're in person. It really, it really does make a difference. So this is like the nose contour right now. You see, it's really light compared to um, the other parts, but it is a much more natural look. But, and, and thank you for that to reinforce. I think that was Lisa, right? Mm -hmm. I love the way that the highlight on your cheek is pulling away too from the darker, slightly darker color down around your mouth where you had put the beard cover up. Yeah, so I found that I was actually having to use a little bit of my highlight shade around my mouth to like lighten it a little bit more. So I think for my skin tone, I would have been better off for the beard because most of my clients are not quite as light a skin tone as me. Um, so I think if I had mixed these two shades together for the beard cover, I would have been a little bit better for my skin tone. That The two shades meaning the cool pink and the peach corrector. Um, or I could have mixed a... Um, made just a tiny bit lighter foundation color around uh, the mouth. Hannah's asking, how about the tip for larger noses? Yep, so I already did some, a uh, little bit underneath the tip here. And that's what I generally recommend. Cause you know, if you put it up too much, you know, it just starts to look too prominent. I have occasionally put like a little bit right here on the like top of the tip. Um, but if you go too far in, um, it's really like, uh, to me, that looks more like I've got a brown nose now that rather than it being highlighted and contoured. So I'm going to put the light color back on top. Uh, and you can use a little bit darker color if you want underneath the tip of the nose, because that's not as prominent visually like when you're looking straight forward as the sides of the nose. 
Are there any tips for people with narrow eyes that contouring can help open the eyes or is that more of what you need to be doing with eyeshadow and eye makeup? Uh, so what, what is the definition of narrow eyes? Just if somebody feels that their eyes are just, they don't have big, beautiful eyes. If they feel their, their eyes are a little more smaller, squinty. Yeah. Yeah. So like smaller, like up and down and small versus yeah. like yeah. side to side. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that you can do with foundation to kind of open up the eyes or is that more of an eye makeup? Oh, so I kind of want to see what the examples, if someone has an example of what a narrow eye means, because that's not a term I've heard, because that might mean hooded eye. Um, yeah, like might... a hooded eye. I'm sorry, like a hooded eye. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so with a... Donna, go ahead and unmute if you want. <laughs> I can see you waving. You're muted, Donna. Yeah, I mean like a hooded eye, like with that. Okay. Yeah, I have very hooded eyes. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like I'm thinking about getting my brow trimmed down. But yeah, I, my eyes are deep set and hooded. So, um, so Cass, to go back to the question about, well, so with a hooded eye, what can we do to make the, um, the eye look bigger? Um, so in terms of highlight and contour, the biggest thing, um, I would say is that if you're putting like a really dark color on the lid for your eyeshadow, that's going to give you the opposite effect of making the eye look visually more open using lighter colors, uh, for the eye makeup is going to make the eye look visually more open. Um, and you could create, if you wanted to an entire eyeshadow, you look using highlight and contour, the same stuff you're using on your face instead of using eyeshadow, if you wanted to, um, the other thing that's going to make the eye look more open, um, if your eyebrows aren't trimmed, you can trim them to create more skin available for eyeshadow. Um, and with a hooded and deep set eye, I found that false eyelashes uh, actually make a big difference if someone's got a hooded and deep set eye to make the eyes look more in balance with the face. Thank you. That's a fabulous tip. That's, yes, you do that to me. Case, you've done that to me and I love it. Stop. Yeah, so in terms of like where you can use like a lighter color, either foundation or eyeshadow. So uh, obviously this inner corner of the eye, but you could actually do a lighter color most the way across and keep the contour on the outside very small. Um, also, I think Maggie just pointed out, uh, you can use a white eyeliner. So a white or a peach sort of eyeliner. So some people like to use that on the bottom waterline to open up the eye. I haven't had much luck with that technique myself, but I know it's a technique that a lot of people like. Um, the opposite of that, using the dark eyeliner around the bottom waterline for a dramatic smoky eye look will make the eye look smaller, just like those darker colors on the lid makes it look smaller. So if your concerns about making the eye look bigger, that's a technique you may want to avoid. I think Maggie uses eyeshadow. Like she does more with the, it says eye, white eyeshadow blended out. I could only see the first two words. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. She um, said she found using white eyeshadow eye from the inner eye and blended to a darker shadow to the outside opens her eyes for her. Yeah. So it could be a white or it could be like a cream or just something that's lighter than your skin tone um, can really do that. And that highlight color will go here underneath the eyebrow and then the inner corner of the eye um, and then spread out as far as you really want. Wonderful. 
And then I've got um, one last question as we're going into powders, um, because I know I've, I've had um, older clients ask me this, where they felt that powder makes them look more wrinkly, like powder sets into their wrinkles. What do you recommend when you're older and you you're battling more wrinkles on your skin? Do you do a full powder on all ages? Uh, so, um, so the question has to do with like powder and settling into wrinkles. So what I have found, so I like using the liquid foundation versus say a powder foundation. Um, cause I found powder foundation sets a little bit more into wrinkles for me, but that's not the case for everyone. Every, everyone's a little bit different and everyone's got a little bit different, like, uh, makeup line. Um, what I like with the powder is, uh, that it sets the foundation. So the issue I have had is actually more people having such dry skin that when I apply a uh, product on top of their foundation, that their foundation will lift back off if I didn't set it with powder. And so in addition to adding like two more steps of hydration to the skin, uh, the powder actually really made it so I could add the blush and I could add bronzer without the foundation coming right back off. Um, so it doesn't necessarily answer like the older skin question other than you don't have to use a ton of powder, you know, cause we're just setting it. You know, if you're using powder for a foundation step, then um, that can become a lot more of a risk when you're really using it for coverage. Thank you. All right, so next I'm gonna set the foundation with a powder. So you could use a translucent powder here because that was in the notes, or you can use one that matches about your skin tone. And this is to help transition from using liquid products to powder products. And I found, like I was just saying that I was finding that my powder products just were not sticking to the liquid foundation. And that's when I went and started adding this step in. And you may not have that issue with your products, you know, because it's going to depend on your skin. Because before, you know, like last winter with the really dry skin coming and that's when I started to have that issue. I didn't have that issue really before, but I did find that it helped with blending overall. So I'm putting it everywhere, including where I'm going to put bronzer. Your highlighter you're putting everywhere. Uh, this one's not highlighted. This one is to match my skin tone. So it is your neutral match skin tone or translucent color that I just put on everywhere. So next I'm going to do highlights. So I've got a highlight brush here. You could use a fluffy eyeshadow brush. You could use a small blush brush. And here I've got this particular product is called mineralized skin finish soft and gentle is the color. And that soft and gentle is for this um, ivory and light to medium beige uh, for a um, darker beige or bronze uh, skin tone. I like this. You see how much richer that color is. So good for caramel sort of skin tones. That's global glow, same line. And then for an ebony skin tone, um, I like the gold uh, deposits. So you see like the, oops, sorry, I don't have three hands. <laughs> so you see like the different levels of richness. So you'll wanna pick something that, you know, is appropriate for your uh, skin tone intensity. So I'm gonna go back to the soft and gentle. And I'm using the highlight brush again. I don't use the highlight brush that often. Often I just use another side of the contour brush or I use a one other side of a blush brush. So here I'm doing that same area of this top part of the cheek. And it's, you can see it's subtle. And that's one of the things I was very specific about when I went to the Mac store and I'm like, you know, and asked about highlight. I'm like, but I don't want it to be really shiny because people have flaws and they got wrinkles, they got big pores. And she's like, this one is super soft and gentle. 
Well, okay, so that's the name of it. But you know what I mean. Uh, and then so and then sometimes I'll do it a little bit more on uh, down the cheek as well. So you can kind of play with it. And I actually see it more looking straight on here than I do in my side mirror. So that's interesting. So I can also put a little down the center of the nose. I'm, you know, I try to keep it pretty light when I'm doing a shimmer on the nose because that can just look appalling to have a little bunch of shimmer on the nose. But you see, this is so light, you know, I can, can't even see it really. But it's more that cumulative effect. And for something like this, since it has shimmer, I, and if you've got any like beard uh, texture um, down here, I would not do it right here or right here if um, above the lip or on the chin. Uh, but if you don't have that, then, then uh, feel free to add a little bit there. So you can see there's just a little bit of a glow starting. And then for bronzer, let me show you the couple of shades. Um, so this one um, here is the more dramatic one. Uh, well, that is too much for me right now. Uh, and then this is the one I'm going to use today. So medium deep and medium dark from the mineralized skin finish natural line from Mac. Again, you do not have to get Mac in order to do this. This is just what, what I'm using. I'm going to grab a bronzer brush. Uh, you could use a powder brush like this one, or you could use a blush brush. They all work. So I'm going to swirl around in here and I'm going to go in the same place as I did with the liquid. So I'm going to go around the edge of the face to create a more oval shaped face. And that's that shape to make it oval is going to be different from each person, depending on what your starting face is starting face shape that is. And remember, you don't need to necessarily connect in the top because that might be the top of your oval. And then I will squeeze the brush in, particularly if it's a blush or a powder brush for going underneath the cheek. It's going from like the center again of the ear toward the lip generally, and then stopping at the outer part of the eye. And if you go too far in, uh, it can look a little off. And so I would cover that up with foundation. That's what I do anyway. And maybe you have a different technique you like to use. Maybe your powder has enough opacity to cover it up. And I like a little bit of a deep uh, kind of a contour here under the cheeks. So I'm going back more than once. You don't have to go that dramatic. Beth, I usually take my bronzer and I do a strip down each side of my neck. Um, is that really? That? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard of that one. Um, so tell me more about that. What does that do for you? What are you trying to uh, uh, change or emphasize? And uh, what part of your neck? Gosh, you know, so I think from various articles and things I had read over the years about, can, you know, getting rid of the makeup line, but also creating kind of just like an elongation of your neck. So I would just bring a little color there and a little color there. Mm -hmm. That I've done that as well. You just, it makes your neck look thinner, certainly from the front. You can also run highlighter there too. Um, I don't, I kind of don't do it anymore, but I have done it. If I were as young as you are, I'd probably do it again. I never thought about putting highlighter in the front. Yeah, it just brings, brings the front of your neck out so that it looks thinner. And then it looks, because it just like the rest of the, the um, uh, 
the rest of the contouring, it recedes your neck back. So it makes it look thinner, kind of like that. And the lighter color brings the front part forward. So um, I can see how that would work. I would give you the following caveats um, just to be careful of with using that technique. Uh, this is also the area of the Adam's apple. So if you put highlighter here, particularly a shimmery highlighter, it is going to bring attention to the Adam's apple. Uh, so I would, you know, and not everyone's got to worry about that. But if you've got that, that's the last thing you probably want to be bringing extra attention to. So I would um, discourage you from using highlight in that area. And if you're going to bring like bronzer down here, you want to make sure that you really blend that well. Um, so for my transformation work, uh, we're generally using wigs and most of the wigs are going to be uh, down here or longer. So generally that's going to hide a, a lot of the neck for me. So that's probably why I have not uh, experienced this type of contour. Thank you. So, um, so with the uh, bronzer that we just added, we want to go through and make sure that we blend that because that's one of the areas I see is not blending out the bronzer uh, and not blending out like blush, for example. So going through here, and right now I'm using the same brush, but if I've been using like a darker color bronzer, something more dramatic, I may want to go back and use like a powder brush or use a powder brush with nothing on it to really be able to get it blended out. And then in terms of like a nose uh, contour here, uh, I would recommend if you want to do that to get some sort of a um, eye makeup brush. I'm just trying to find what would be my perfect eye makeup brush. Ah, here's a perfect eye makeup brush. So this is one that I'll use like for eyebrows or if you're doing like a really smudgy like under eye sort of like eyeshadow look. And again, you may want to go a shade lighter here. So you could go under the nose, you can go along the side, each of the sides and go up to and connect with, with the eyebrow. And then I would go and I would blend that with a powder brush like this versus going back and uh, getting more product on because, you know, I don't like too dramatic of a nose contour. It can look uh, too drag like, you know, if you uh, don't watch out. How are we doing on time, Cass? I have no idea because I'm a, a breakout now to my watch. So I haven't it's been nine o'clock. So we've been on for about an hour. Um, I, what's our, our uh, deadline? There's no deadline. Uh, I nap today. Usually I'm like, all right, y'all, we need to like wrap this up by 930. <laughs> like you're, you, you, you're getting like really far too. Like you're already putting powder on. Like this is part of the, is this the part of the second version of the contour class? Yeah, this is already the second version. We're already done. Yeah, you're great. Uh, but but what I was going to say is that if you want, I can show you how to use um, like the contour sort of technique for doing like your eyeshadow instead of using eyeshadow products. I've done that and it looks really pretty, but we don't have to because, you know, you don't need to. I'd love to see. I, I mean, that sounds amazing, too. Um, are, are you going to add in like a lighter pink blush like on top of the cheeks or did I miss that? I can't. I can because we weren't doing a full face of makeup tonight as far as I know. So that's why I haven't done any of that. Uh, but it certainly would look a lot better. I um, I love that my mom is on here because she's the one who taught me how to do makeup. Um, so 
because I didn't do foundation contouring for myself, the contouring that I would do were I would do it with my blushes. I don't know if this is something that you do, but I can show you. Um, so let me just grab blush. Yeah. So I, would, I always have like a dark blush that I would do an extra contour under my cheeks. I don't know if this is right or wrong, but it's kind of like just what I would do. And then I would use, like, I always have bronzer around the outside and then a really dark blush under like the apples of my cheeks. I feel like I never see other people do that. It's something I made up. So I don't know um, if it's right or wrong. So it all depends on the, like the color of the blush, right? Because blush and bronzer products could basically be the same. The first bronzer product I, that Max sold me as like a consumer was actually a brownish blush. Um, so, and yeah. then I've seen, and I will occasionally use, so, you know, and I don't remember what triggers this occasionally using. Sometimes I will use like a lighter blush color up here and then get to a darker one down here and it blends really well with someone's bronzer color. So this is oh, bronzer. Yeah, so that's a color, that's a bronzer type blush over there anyway. That's what you would call a bronzer brush. Yeah, because then like, all right, so I have a new one, so it's silly. Like I'm using the last crumbs. I kept dropping my makeup and then so it broke. Um, but I can show you just in the few that are left. I just got a new one this weekend. Like that's the lighter pink that I put on the very top of my cheek versus the sculpting contouring darker blush. Can you tell? Uh, well, most of it's not showing. So which one oh. is, so there's one that's really bright and there's one that's yeah. light. There's and one there. that's dark and one that's bright. So I put like the dark one. But I didn't see one that was dark. I saw one, I saw a light and I saw a bright, but I didn't see a dark. Mm, to me, that's dark. Oh, okay. To me, that's that one looks light. Yeah. And this is the one that I use this. I can get the new one that I bought. This is my light one. Interesting. So I don't have a good concept of what that would look, but uh, <laughs> you always look great, Cass. So I'm sure that it's working for you. <laughs> I don't know how to do makeup for anyone else. I just know how to do makeup for myself. I use a dual tone blush from Sephora that gives me a dark and a light. Yes. I will. That one looks like a highlight and a blush. Yeah. I, sometimes I will. Here we go. Sometimes I'll mix it. Uh, sometimes I'll really focus on the dark if that's what I want to pull out. Uh, but it's it's big enough in the press that I can I can attack the one that I want to get specifically. So I, I love this one. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and apply some blush then. So I just grabbed this one because it was the easiest one to grab. Um, so in a blush brush. So I'm just smiling to find the apple of the cheek and working that back uh, toward the, the upper part of the ear. I'm uh, going a swirly type motion to help with the blending. And it really does help bring the look together in terms of like contouring because I wouldn't go out with just a contoured face and nothing else because that just is a little bit much, particularly with using the foundation technique first. And then the big thing here is to avoid what I call the Neapolitan ice cream look, which is a stripe of vanilla, a stripe of uh, strawberry, oh, and a stripe of chocolate. So you want to make sure you look at it from the sides and make sure, oh, okay, I'm not stripey. And if you're looking stripey, you can go back like with a powder brush to really like work on blending that in. Let's see everybody doing their blush.
You ladies are looking good. And the other thing I can talk about is how you could, well, not that we have to talk about more stuff. So one of the things you can also do is use multiple colors of lipstick to create a more contoured lip, but it's also a lot of work to touch up. So uh, you may not want to do that. You know, we've talked about doing a lesson, like a whole lesson on lips. Do you think you could fill an hour on lips for us for a future class? If you ask lots of questions, I probably could. <laughs> All right, ladies, so it's up to you. Are you ready to wrap it up tonight? Do you want to see a contoured eye or a contoured lip? I'll give you those kind of three options. Or ask other questions. Yes. Okay, let me go to gallery. Okay, do this if you're ready to wrap it up and go to bed. Thumbs up for an eye, thumbs down for a lip. Okay, only my mom is vote. All right, there we've got some, we've got a, Lisa and Donna are done. Miranda and mom are in. Maggie, what do you say? All right, Maggie's ready to scoot. Okay, I tell you what, we will let, if you, if we, if you ladies need to scoot, you can come back in and watch this uh, later. We'll do, we have a couple votes for a contoured eye. Do you, Beth, do you think you could do a contoured oh. eye kind of quick? Of course. For us who are. Of course, I've been going super slow tonight because this is something that normally takes, you know, like five or 10 minutes, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how are we supposed to possibly fill the time? I'm like, ah, questions, that's how. Yeah, oh no, you always have so many questions. And Tracy McKenna had made a comment about false eyelashes. She said she had a pair put on at a, for, um, at a Mac counter for a party and they were kind of conservative length and she thought that they made her eyes look smaller. Interesting. Um, I haven't seen that, uh, but it might be in combination with whatever other products they used uh, as well. But you know, if you don't like it, then don't do it. I think so, maybe what, what happened with her is something that happened with me. Um, if you're not used to the false eyelashes, you're, you droop your eyelids kind of. I mean, you, you, it's almost like squinting like this. And you can feel the weight of the, of the lashes, of the additional lashes. That may be, that may account for it. Mm. I don't know, very interesting. You're right. It makes me also kind of wonder what other makeup they use too, since obviously the colors that are used can really play into it. Right, and how dark or light those colors are. Okay, so tell us about what you're doing here. You're obviously adding in your light highlight color. Yes, yes. You see that it's not blended yet because I'm like, oh, I need to be able to talk to this. Uh, so I'm using that NW13, which is my lightest highlight shade. And I'm using it in the same places I would do a highlight uh, eyeshadow. So under the eye, uh, this inside corner of the eye, you know, under the eyebrow here. And then I'm actually working it around a little bit around the inner portion of the eye. And since it's going to blend so perfectly with my foundation shade, I'm like, I can do that into open up the eye visually. For sometimes, you know, with your lightest eyeshadow, it's not quite where you could blend it around uh, like that. So let me just figure out what product I want to use to kind of like soften that. Um, so I could probably use a clean concealer brush and that would probably do the trick. Hold on. Because you see, this is still like kind of stripey there. So let me just soften that out. I tell you what, I'm excited to see everyone's selfies after this. 
I want to see selfies from tonight posted in the comments, ladies. And then down the road, the next time you contour your makeup, please share a picture in our club member page. I would love to see how this is working for everybody when they do this on their own, including you ladies who aren't on Zoom, who are joining us from, you know, Facebook land. Um, so next I'm going to use that shade that Matt is my foundation shade. And I'm going to do that where I normally do my midtone. So here it's going the rest of the eyelid. It's going in the crease. Now this is for a photo shoot makeup. Ah, this is this is just for fun to be silly. This is just to okay. enjoy yourself. Uh, it's actually probably a less dramatic look than using eyeshadow. So it's really just do you want to do something different? That's the I one time that I've done eye, my eye makeup with uh, highlight and bronzer just because it was fun. I have been dying for you to teach us your day look class and nobody, not everybody votes for that. That like doesn't get as many votes, but I love when um, ladies are made up with a natural day look where they don't even look like they're wearing makeup, but they look stunning. Yeah, I, I, I like that too. So here I've got two foundation shades on. Now I'm going to add the third one. Uh, let's see what, I think I can just do the tip here of the concealer brush. So this is the NW30, which is my darkest shade for today. I'm going to add that outer V uh, like I would do with the bronzer. And I might have to go darker than this time. I have to go to my NW35. I know I've got the, like the benefit of all sorts of colors here that you may not have access to. And then I'm going to use that clean brush again to just kind of like push that in. So, you know, that is like super subtle. Um, if I wanted to like the eye to look a little bit bigger, because that was a, something that someone asked. What I could do is take more of that uh, lightest shade, that NW13 for me, and bring that across my eyelid more. Instead of uh, having the uh, like midtone, which was the uh, general foundation shade. And then I could blend that in. Oh, I'm loving this natural look, Beth. Thank you so much for taking the extra few minutes to teach this to us. And then I would probably, you know, finish off something like this, you know, maybe put a little bit more of the bronze, you know, the contour type in, uh, and then I would make sure to do either like an eyeliner. So this would be a really fun chance to show off like a colored eyeliner that you might not normally wear. So if you have like a purple or a cobalt blue or something where you want the eyeliner to be the main uh, focus, right? So the benefit of this look is that it's really fast. You don't have to get as many brushes dirty necessarily. Um, and then using mascara, because otherwise this can look kind of like washed out almost. No, it looks really natural. I love it. I love it. Gorgeous. So, and it looks better in my mirror than it does in my phone. So maybe I should turn the, uh, the corrector thing on. <laughs> no, it looks good. Uh, I like to do more of a natural makeup for like pool days or beach days or days where I think like there might be a chance that I might be getting like near water and I don't want to have eye makeup on that's dark that's going to run 
but you want a little bit of something on your face, right? Like, I feel like this is like a great way to have some sculpture that looks natural in case you decide to go swimming or you're at a picnic or something like that. I'm a big minimalist there and probably want to wear makeup in those situations. Uh, but you do you, right? You know, and so finding like a, a more waterproof resistant sort of a foundation would be good for that kind of context. Okay. And okay. a waterproof mascara. And that like waterproof eyeliner, because then you could really do that, you know, if you, with the eyeliner, waterproof mascara and something kind of like this, you could really do that for the pool. Are false eyelashes something that you can wear in a pool? I would not try that because the glue for that is going to be water soluble, most okay. likely. So while we're talking about that, what's the best way to take this makeup off? Can you give us like a quick reminder of like the healthiest ways to remove our makeup and make sure our makeup, our skin is clean? Sure. So I will show you how I will we'll take off this makeup right here. So I'd use a makeup wipe, but if I really want to get my skin actually clean, I would use face wash. So, oh, does anyone want to see the makeup any longer? Or actually I should take my hair down because it always looks better with my hair down. Oh yeah, don't take it off yet. You need to do a selfie for us. You did like you okay, okay. beautiful selfies after our classes. Does anybody need to see Miranda remove her or um, Elizabeth remove her makeup? Good, yeah. No, leave it on so you can, look, we're all gonna take selfies, right? Cause it's gonna look way cute. It always looks way cuter with my hair down. I just had the hair out of my face. Otherwise I get the foundation in my face. So I was doing that while I was uh, practicing. This is perfect. Thank uh, you so Beth, much. I, Beth, oh, do you do your makeup? Do you do foundation down your neck? Uh, so the question is, do I do foundation down my neck? So the, uh, uh, for me, I do not do foundation around my neck. I wrap it around just a little bit around here. But for my clients who've got beard shadow, the foundation is going to extend all the way down as far as their beard shadow goes. For some people that stops here, for some it stops here, for some it goes all the way down to here. Wow. Does that answer your question? It, I'm, I'm pale, just like Cass. So anything I do here, it just makes this so much wider. So I That's actually true. do a very light foundation the whole way down. Um. So that's not something that I do except if someone has a uh, beard shadow, but you may find that foundation helps there. A powder could also help. Uh, one of the challenges with putting foundation down the neck is it tends to get on a lot of garments, like the neckline of every dress, every shirt. Mm -hmm. um, I don't so let it go where I know whatever I'm going to wear is going to touch. Yeah. But so if it works for you, I'd keep doing it. Okay. Thank you. Does anyone else have any last questions for Beth before we let her go? Let me just stand up a little bit farther back so you can see what it looks like when I'm not like right in the light because it should look better from back here. Looks great. We do have, we do have a question. Um, can, Beth, can you please repeat the name of the LA beard cover that you have? Yes, I would be happy to repeat it. It is the LA Girl is the brand. LA like Los Angeles. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing it probably is Los Angeles uh, Girl. <laughs> And then the colors, there are four shades. And the shade that I use most frequently is the peach color corrector. And that's what I showed tonight, which is a little bit dark for my skin tone. And would it look better if I mixed it in with the cool pink? Uh, the shade above that uh, for bronze skin tones is the orange from LA Girl. And for ebony uh, is the uh, reddish corrector. 
Desiree Asset, and she's up in Alaska. She's about as pale as we are. So my guess oh, is- Oh, in that case, you will probably want the mixture of cool pink and peach. They're only $5 each, so you can get both in play. They also have, so I don't know um, if any of you have issues like with reddish skin, or sometimes I have clients who like will bleed and they'll have like a little red like uh, scab, uh, you know, from shaving. And they actually have green color correctors um, that are great for um, correcting those areas where uh, there's red. Uh, you got, just have to be careful and use them minimally because they can show through. Beth, thank you. Thank you so much for all your time. We love always having you on the show. We can't wait till the next time that you come back. Can we give like a big round of applause for Elizabeth Taylor? Um, she is based in DC. I'll let you share all of that again. You can work with her from anywhere in the world virtually, but you can also work with her because she has incredibly safe COVID practices in place. Beth, please share all your, your information and what you can offer. Yeah, so again, I'm Elizabeth Taylor um, with a business makeovers with Elizabeth Taylor based in Tacoma Park, Maryland, right next to Washington, D.C. Um, I am a makeup artist and photographer, and I do total transformation. So I've got like a whole wardrobe, you know, with wigs and shoes and clothes and breast forms and bras and uh, hip pads and butt pads and jewelry and purses. Um, and so total transformation, photography, and also things like related to feminine deportment, going out in public, uh, I call that an outing, uh, you know, so that might be going out to dinner, going out to a Freddy's Beach Bar, um, going out shopping, um, helping you find uh, clothes that work for you, makeup that works with you, going to the Mac store with you, um, lots and lots of stuff like that. Yeah, so Elizabeth is a fantastic person to work with. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you are anywhere in your journey, if you are look, if you have um, been presenting as feminine for a long time, and you want to perfect and get even better with your looks, like tonight, I feel like was kind of like a master class in contouring. But then at the same time, if you've never dressed or like come out as your feminine self ever, she's a great person to come to for the very, very first time. Because if you can see behind her, she has it all. So you can walk in and, you know, male mode and walk out in however you'd like to look. So Beth, thank you so much for everything you do for the community. We love having you. Thank you everybody for joining us tonight. If you know anyone who would enjoy being a part of experiences like this, please let them know that next week, the February 1st through the 7th, our club membership opens. And we're so excited to bring some new sisters into our fold. So good night, everybody. We love you. We love you. Romy wants to, Romy wants to. My girl, my New Zealand fiance wants to become a member. She's going to be our first club member from down under. That's so exciting. We can't wait to have Rami. Thank you. Oh, don't say, don't think she's an Aussie. She's a New Zealander, a Kiwi. Yeah, she'll beat you up. Okay, I will watch myself. All right, Rami, I will from now on Kiwi it out. Good night, everybody. See you next week. We'll be live on the public page with Temperance Duet. See you then. Bye now. Beth did my first makeover ever. Never miss a single podcast by signing up for our newsletter at myfeminineheart.com.